Practicing Connection in a Complex World, a podcast exploring the personal stories and collective practices that empower us to work together to help each other, our families, and our communities improve our resilience and readiness in a rapidly changing world. To start our conversation, here are Jessica Beckendorf and Bob Birch. Hi, welcome to the podcast. So great to have you along for this episode of the Practicing Connection in a Complex World podcast. It's so great to be back with you, Jessica. Excited for the conversation we're going to hear today. Yeah, today is part two in our talk with Teresa Curtis and Jessica Jane Spade about some practices for getting started on our journey towards self-knowledge. Teresa and Jessica both work with me at the University of Wisconsin-Madison Division of Extension. Teresa works on diversity, equity, and inclusion issues within the public health sphere, and Jessica is a sociologist doing work related to how we can create more collaborative community change. I've been working with Jessica Spade on the development of a program called Relational Networking. That's a program that Teresa Curtis has been kind enough to offer some consultation on. What this program is in a nutshell is a program teaching people how to build relationships, how to build specifically collaborative relationships that result in intra-organizational collaboration toward addressing wicked problems in our communities. And we do that through really digging into teaching people the reflexive process. And the first part of the reflexive process is knowing yourself. It always starts with knowing yourself. Then you interact with other people, and through those interactions, because you know yourself, you're able to share, and you're also able to listen, because you're also secure in in knowing yourself. And then the third part of this is reflecting on those interactions so that you can calibrate and grow. And what that really means is, is that you're allowing yourself to be changed by your interactions. You don't have to change your ideology or anything like that. It's really more about seeing other people as people who have something to to teach you and being really, truly open to that. And so then the process starts all over again with knowing yourself. Yeah. And in part one of this series, we talked about that knowing yourself and why it's so important to uh, making connections with others. And in part two, we're going to hear about some practices to really get this started and how we can get started on our, our journey towards self-knowledge. So let's get to the conversation. We, we asked Jessica and Teresa what self-knowledge practices they would recommend. You're going to hear Teresa's answer to the question first, followed by the rest of our conversation. I, I tend to go with the put yourself in places where you are uncomfortable, um, that are a stretch for you, um, and uh, listen, listen more, talk less. Yeah, I was just thinking uh, lots, of, lots of advice or things to think about how to practice this. Um, one of the things I did a lot when I was younger, um, which I still enjoy now, but I do it less frequently. Um, So this is maybe something I'm going to do and I want to encourage other people to do is simply go to spaces that you haven't been to before and spaces where you maybe even like feel like you might might not be for you. Like there's (laughs) I live out in a rural area. There are a couple like very clear biker bars around here. (laughs) 
never been to them because I don't feel like I'm not a biker. I don't feel like I would uh, be very welcome, but I, I don't know that because I've never actually gone. So I think that's, that's just one of the first things that came to mind. It was like, oh, that's a space that I've never been to because I make all these assumptions about it, but I don't know yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to that space now, now that I'm vaccinated and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, can go, go to that space and, you know, go, go talk to people and ask questions. Um, so that's one of those is like seeking uh, some of those like places where you might feel uncomfortable. Um, like growing up, I had a lot of questions about, about different religions. And so I simply would just go to different churches different you know congregations and just just go and just listen and learn and that that was super fun so it's like do that in whatever if there if there's something in your community that maybe you don't understand or maybe you're making assumptions about like just go and spend some time there and 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 ask questions while you're there I love what Teresa said is like listen more talk less (laughs) Yeah. And be curious. And I think there's ways to even cultivate that in small ways. Um, uh, Jessica and I, Jessica Beckendorf and I have, have, have used cur- just curiosity walks in workshops before yes. to walk around and think about the th- space you're in and ask questions and be curious. Right. And so um, if you're not comfortable being uncomfortable yet, uh, you can do that in a comfortable space and just think about why is that there? Or why did I never notice that before? How did that get created? And that kind of cultivates that curiosity to seek out some other experiences. One of our colleagues taught me um, my most favorite phrase right now, I notice and I wonder. Um, And I play it with my littles, uh, uh, like my great nieces and nephews, um, uh, so that we can get used to, um, because we all came from the same place where different is bad and we don't talk about things and we don't ask questions and we have to know everything and so I'm like you guys let's play I notice I wonder um and it works as an adult too right like um I notice x I wonder why yeah that I that makes me so happy Teresa (laughs) I want to let's let's play that um (laughs) so but yeah and I also was just thinking about how in um going to spaces maybe that you haven't been to before you maybe like don't feel welcome at I just want to like add a caveat there um if it to pay attention to like the to systems of privilege and oppression as well so am I going as a white person and am I going to an African-American church and that that if that's the space I want to go into to learn more about to notice the ways in which that I by being there and and maybe affecting other people or making them feel a certain way um that that paying attention to the the privilege that you have in society and how how that affects that interaction and how that affects the space that you're walking into um and and maybe if it's things like that then maybe like talking to somebody beforehand or you know just having a talk with the preacher or wherever and say like oh hey I just wanted to come and learn more about like what it's like to be part of your community is it okay if I come or is there a, t- a space where I might and maybe you know coming to the actual church service wouldn't be the best maybe it's the coming to the social afterwards or whatever it is um 
you know, so just like trying to be cognizant of, of your, of your place in the world and the privilege and maybe some of the baggage that that brings into a space as well. Um, and then I also just wanted to, I, and like, as we, if you follow this advice and go to spaces that maybe you haven't been to before to, to try to embody this idea of, um, so, so Max Weber, one of my favorite sociologists, I'm a sociologist, um, he used the term, uh, it's a German word, Verstehen, and it's basically, I always like short, shorten it to like the translation is, and this is not the actual translation to anybody who knows German, but like for me, what it means is like take a walk in their shoes. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, actually go and try to try to put yourself and play the I notice and I wonder game <laughs> and say, like, I, I notice this and I wonder what it what is it like to be that person? What is that person feeling? And what is this experience that maybe what it, what I'm observing that might not make any sense to me? what might that mean for them? And, um, and, and so, so instead of judging, asking those questions and really trying to put yourself in that, in that place um, and, and using it as an opportunity to question your, the assumptions and the maybe things you thought you knew about that community or that, uh, that group, you know? So, so when I, for example, when I go to the biker bar, <laughs> I am going to not, you know, try to use that as an opportunity to dispel some of my assumptions or biases um, and, you know, try to learn more about them instead of just finding evidence to, uh, you know, uh, perpetuate the biases that, that I already have. I have a feeling that if you went into a biker bar and you were not intending to um, to exhibit some empathy that you were intending to go there to judge. I just don't think that would be a good outcome. Now that's me making an assumption. Okay, exactly. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I, when I think about uh, going into places that I might not usually go, right, and um, I, I also think. Um, those of us who live up in our heads and are in um, sort of fields where we do a lot of thinking, it's easy to, I think it is easier to go in and observe and sort of take mental notes and be very kind of um, like almost like you're conducting an anthropological experiment, right? Um, that's that is not the point um this is like because then you are wearing science or thinking or analyzing as your armor um and the point is to um remove that armor um and to try to create this sort of openness um and remember that if you are in a space where um other people uh have gone to for solace for community for safety and trust for generations you know what if that is a cult if that is a cultural institution that we need to approach those spaces differently um <clears throat> or if there are specific events right that it's important to 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 show up in a real way versus um wanting to be a voyeur right um and again like this is that's that sort of like 
if we are uncomfortable, our defenses will come up. And so you have to know what your defenses are so that they don't show up before you do. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's just, you know, there's so many, so many different layers. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't know this until I heard myself being like, er, 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 right, like whatever the mental notes I was, <laughs> I was taking, um, because I, I had to learn that when I get uncomfortable, I go straight up into my head and go up into the, like the academic side of my head. I'm like, oh, no, no emotions, objective science. Da, 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 da. Nope, that's not real connecting. Um, and then I'm not updating sort of what I'm, I'm not noticing and wonder and then updating my own thoughts and feelings. I'm just observing. Teresa, I'm going to tag on to that because I think there's another um, way to be um, un maybe even unintentionally insincere when you're putting yourself in a space that maybe you're a little uncomfortable in, and that is a novelty. So if you're if you're curious because it's a novelty to you, it's it's a little different than um, than really trying to understand to being being there to try to connect and understand. Um, what you want, what wants to come out of your mouth is that's so weird or oh that's that's funny. Like that can be yes. an indication that, that you're like moving out of the space of trying to understand and you're moving into some space of either novelty or like putting up a wall, right. Of, of like, Oh, I'm like this and everything I know is normal and they're like that. And everything I'm seeing is weird. Like um, that's when you're moving out of that space. Um, and maybe when you're in the middle of it, as you're trying to practice this, you might find yourself slipping into that and it's okay. Just like be aware of it and pull yourself back out. Yeah, definitely. And I was just thinking too about, you know, some of the things that we talk about in the relational networking training. Um, like one of, one of the things that we introduce is, uh, well, we use a term called wicked problems, which I won't go into, but um, we, um, part of what, what we talk about uh, is that, you know, we all have our various perspectives and that we can never truly know the way that other people see the world. So it's like, we have to almost live within this like uh, dual reality of like that it's necessary for me to try to understand where you're coming from, but I, while also acknowledging that I will never truly understand where you're coming from because I cannot be you and I cannot know everything and, and experience everything you've ever been through. Um, and so it's like having, embracing that, that kind of, um, instead of, cause I think some people hear that and like, oh, I can never truly understand where other people are coming from. Okay. Well then I'm never going to try to understand where anybody else is coming from. Um, it's like, no, 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 no. Like do both, like <laughs> try to understand, but know that you can't <laughs> at the same time. I mean, in some ways it's like, you know, people in faith communities, like trying to know God, right? It's like, they already embrace that kind of conundrum, right? That it's like, okay, I'm going to try to know God or try to be in touch, but then also knowing that like, I'm human and never really can. Um, so, you know, maybe it's connecting to the ways in which some of us, you know, actually do embrace some of those, those conundrums. So we've talked about this reflexive process a couple of times and it's just like, in short, it's a very, it's a three-step process and it's something that we kind of, you know, you can, you can practice in every interaction and in every kind of step of your life if you, if you want. So the first step is just knowing yourself and kind of this idea of like who you are and where you're coming from. 
and, and kind of centering yourself there before you even step into a situation where you're talking to anyone else. So, so step one is knowing yourself. Step two is entering that situation where you are talking to somebody else. <laughs> so within that interaction, um, being cognizant of kind of what all's happening subconsciously behind the scenes, you know, in your own brain while you're talking to the other person. So like being that observer and, and, um, interacting with the other person while also learning from that interaction about yourself and the other person. So step two is kind of complicated, but it's really just interacting with the other person and, <laughs> and listening and asking questions. And then step three is kind of like when you step away from that other person, taking a moment to reflect and, and update your thinking. So, you know, actually taking that, taking that time to say, what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about the other person? And how is this going to, you know, impact the way that I, I, I act now going forward or that I think now going forward. So always giving yourself that space to update your thinking. And then it's back to step one and then centering yourself. Who am I? And then, you know, yeah, cycle continues, right? You know, I, I just want to tag onto that a little bit. I've talked to you about this before, Jessica, and that's that um, one of the things that you learn in um, as you're practicing improv skills is that, um, you know, improv is all about that kind of interaction part. There's a lot of that interaction part where you're, you're truly open to what's happening in the scene. You're truly open to what the other person is saying, because um, as it, as it relates to that third part, um, you have all these ideas about what direction you want to take the scene in or what direction you want to take your scene partners in. And then suddenly in your scene, someone in your scene does something else. You have to be changed by what's happening a little bit. And so that's kind of, to me, I see the re- reflexive process all the time in improv because um, you could ignore what your scene partner does, but that makes for really terrible really terrible improv, you could ignore them. But if you work with them, you're all building something together and you're all like, you're all being changed by it. And you're, you're constantly growing um, as a team, both on stage in the actual scene, but then also off stage because you're building trust with each other as you, as you go. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. It's like, yeah, allowing, so update your, that kind of step through, of, step three of updating your thinking. It's really, yeah, another way to say that is like, allow yourself to be changed by, mm-hmm. by the, what, what just happened, happened. I love it. Um, the other thing that I was trying to say a minute ago that I forgot was that um, I wanted to kind of think about something Teresa said a few minutes ago um about when you when you kind of (laughs) walk into if you are going to take this advice and go to a space that maybe makes you that you haven't been to before or that makes you uncomfortable is to um not only think about your own like privilege and oppression but also think about like if this is a minoritized group or um then to think about how this space that they have created and i think Teresa used the like maybe this is a space of solace um think about how the systems of privilege and oppression in our society might have made it necessary for them to create this space for themselves. And so, you know, honoring that as well, that like as a white person walking into an African-American space that 
that it changes the dynamic or that it might even be like disrespectful in some regards or whatever, you know? So that's why I, I recommended that, like maybe just talking to somebody first and being like, Hey, where, this is why I, I want to come. And, you know, this is, this is what I, you know, I just want to get to know you all better and, um, and, and, you know, approaching it sensitively, I guess. Thanks so much for joining us for part two of this co-created episode of Practicing Connection in a Complex World. Check out the show notes for some links to resources to help you practice self-knowledge. You can find the show notes by going to militaryfamilieslearningnetwork.org slash podcasts and clicking on Practicing Connection in a Complex World. Thanks again to Jessica Jane Spade and Teresa Curtis for their generosity, trust, and collaboration on this episode. We'd also like to thank our announcer, Kaylin Goble, Hannah Hyde, and Terry Meisenbach for helping us with promotion, and Nathan Grimm, the awesome one who composed and performed all the music you hear on the podcast. And thank you for listening, and keep on practicing.